Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, yet to discuss all things Premier League football and uh, what a ton of events. We've got new log leaders going into the weekend. Uh, Manchester City beating Arsenal in midweek by three goals to one to secure their spot in uh, first place. It's We don't know how long that's going to last. Of course, there's there's mixed feelings in studio, of course, as always, <laughs> it's Desh Patab as well as Chad Dinagel. Uh, gentlemen, Arsenal are the first fixture this uh, weekend against uh, Una Emery's Arsenal, but huh, they've lost Una, their spot. Una Emery's uh, Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa, rather. And get ahead taking of me back. <laughs> taking me back. Um, Arsenal. It's amazing Desh. what a defeat can do. I just got sucking <laughs> coaches and uh, <laughs> fighting managers. You'd, you'd swear I'm Abramovich, but... Uh, <laughs> Dish Arsenal against Aston Villa this weekend. Um, of course, Arsenal, as I've touched on already, lost their spots at the top of the table. They do have a game in hand, but of course, uh, game in hands don't count for points. Um, what's their chances um, against Aston Villa? Um, firstly, hi to all the listeners. Um, I just want to say, I think Arsenal could be a bit happy to be playing away from the Emirates for now. I think so. Yeah, I think... Um, they just want to get a, maybe some luck on the travels. If uh, I did have a look at their numbers before the podcast, and uh, since the resumption of league football, domestic football, they've played five at home, mm-hmm. just one <laughs> clean sheet. Yeah, you know, so it hasn't been as happy of a hunting ground mm-hmm. for them of late. They did finish January very strong. You know, I must say, you know, in Katia was on fire. Um, they had some top um, opposition. You know, they had uh, drawn against Newcastle, uh, beaten United at the Emirates. They beat uh, Tottenham, not London Derby, away mm-hmm. from home. So, you know, January was a really good month coming into this one. Um, you look at positivity on the squad, um, solid business in the chance window. Um, and, you know, I think it was around that time that Ateta came out and said that when he had signed his extension, um, that being last year, they had a three-year plan to challenge for the title. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, if uh, after that comment, maybe let it get to his head, maybe things like that started surrounding the squad and possibly even throw them. <coughs> I think... Is it gone to their heads? Are, men, are Arsenal um, getting carried away? Is reality now hitting? Will, is this the start of um, Arsenal's downfall in the 2022-23 season? Uh, I think that they already are in a downfall. Mm-hmm. For me... It's uh, it has already begun. I uh, it's will it continue? It start yeah. You know, I think it will it will continue for a bit. Um, I don't think they're gonna bounce back immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances have been good, but the results have not. And you know that's just football. Um, they play yeah as you mentioned Aston Villa. I don't think that's gonna be an easy fixture. Mm-hmm. I think Emery has got a bone to pick. You know he is in charge for the Gunners for less than eighty fixtures if uh. If wow. I yeah, and uh, you know you're sacked after uh, after um, succeeding uh, Arsene Wenger, who was there for like over a thousand two hundred fixtures. Yeah. So you think like the board would not be on to make hasty decisions, but uh, yeah, you know, manager being sacked less than eighty games in charge. I think he's got he's got your number in this one. They then go play Leicester, who and the Foxes have been scoring goals for fun. So I don't think the clean sheets are. Mm-hmm. You know, they are gonna be a bit. Um, few and far in between. Chad? 
look, it's firstly thoughts on Arsenal. And thoughts on Arsenal. They've lost their spots at the top. Um, I su- suppose the big question now that our listeners are asking is, where to for this Arsenal team? Um, is it, as I've asked yesterday, is it the start of, um, is it the beginning of the end for for their title chances or title hopes or aspirations? Um, and then, of course, the threat that Aston Villa will pose. Well, I don't know for sure uh, because I think time will tell. Uh, but I do believe that uh, Arsenal's confidence has taken a knock uh, in recent weeks. Uh, in all competitions, they are winless in four matches. And I think this is a big game. This is a, it's a huge game because it's, it's still very much in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do have the quality. I think even in their defeats against Manchester City, you saw uh, a fired-up Arsenal side. Uh, passionate. I think we also have to understand that, um, you know, when you play against Manchester City, yes, uh, you, even if it's uh, your home tie against them, you need your best players available. And I think the uh, the loss of, um, the absence of uh, Thomas Partey was a huge blow. Uh, fair play to Jorginho to come in and, 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 and cope quite well. But I think Thomas Partey, I think he gives you a lot of confidence when he's in the side. I think he just gives the whole team a lift. I, I don't know, like, is he going to be uh, available for the next game? Probably not. Next okay. games. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be difficult. It's a difficult couple uh, couple of uh, matches coming up for Arsenal, but um, they do have the quality to bounce back. Whether they do it against Aston Villa, who have been fantastic under Unai Emre. This time, I think, you know, it's, it's a very tough game to call. And I think that um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it really is tough. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we probably wouldn't have said that uh, the, the way Arsenal were playing. But I just think that, you know, I think they're going to be overthinking themselves. Um, I, they I think shouldn't they, have lost the Everton game. Yeah, I think they're going to be over... Bournemouth, you could say. I mean, Brentford. Brentford, yeah. yeah. I, I played them. And I think, there's gonna, I think their confidence has taken a knock. And I think they're going to be... They might be questioning um, things that they wouldn't question and, you know, maybe overthinking situations and even on the pitch. So I think that could be, you know, it could be a mental block, but uh, especially Una Emre will, will have it in for his former club. Um, so, it, you know, it has, the Premier League is actually kicking off with the real bang. Yeah, I think this is a fantastic game to watch. It arguably could be the game of the weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um for the Arsenal fans out there, let me just step in and, and just say, not all hope is lost. Um, even if things go, uh, you know, whatever the, the opposition wants, whatever, you know, their plan is, if Arsenal drop points against Aston Villa, even if they drop points against Leicester as well, I still don't think it's um, all hope is lost. Um, especially when you get 50 points from your first half of the season, it's you build a sizable gap where you can afford to have a sloppy run of form and still be in the position that Arsenal are in. So I don't think um, there's time to press any panic buttons for Arsenal. I'm glad you mentioned the next couple of fixtures, uh, Dish, because after Aston Villa and uh, Leicester City, Arsenal's four of their next five (laughs) home games um, are at home. And the one away game is at Fulham and Arsenal have won all but one of the North London of the London derbies this season, of course, that was against Brentford, where in fact they should have won the game um, if refereeing decisions were you not know, made by honest. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, football was honest. Um, so they've got Everton at home, Bournemouth at home, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, Leeds at home. So that's four of the next five after Aston Villa and Leicester. So I'm I'm here to put hope on all Arsenal fans' dreams of lifting the first league title in 19 years. It's it's something that you have to have hope of. Um, Manchester City are the best team in the England, uh, best team in England, if not the world. But they will drop points as well. Um, whether your clubs are going to do it, Everton and Chelsea, I don't know. But um, so how can you be so certain that they're going to drop points? They've they've done it already this season, so I'm going off this season. And as as what I'm doing with Arsenal, I'm going off this season. And yeah. I mentioned getting 50 points in halfway through the season. You can't do that and be rubbish. You're a title contender. So yes, the slump has come for Arsenal. It's the first time that's happened this season. How long will it last? The question remains unanswered because, of course, they're still in it. But Manchester City will drop more points, and I, I'm certain of that. Well, look, it, it wouldn't shock me if City dropped points. I just think that the the gap that was there that you had, you know, the the lead that you had for which you did well to to keep for, for, so, for, for, for quite, quite a while. Some, yeah. I think now I just feel like you know. Confidence is, is, is taking a bit of a knock. Like, hearing you call out those fixtures, like, I agree. I think they're all winnable. I, I mean, even if you include the Aston Villa and Leicester, for me, the issue is your confidence has taken a knock. Mm. And I think um, teams will also, who may have been afraid to, to don't get me wrong, they'll, they'll still be that respect and they're they, they very much awareness of being taken to the cleaners by Arsenal. But I think it's not the same now as it was a couple of weeks ago i think that like if you met aston villa a couple of weeks back i think they'd be like trying to put like 10 players behind the ball now i'm not so sure because they've seen okay confidence is a little bit low yeah maybe we can just uh, ruffle some feathers of here so uh look it's it's winnable games for arsenal i think uh champions bounce back strong so let's see what they made of yeah i think the I hope Aston Villa actually, to add to your points, I hope Aston Villa actually come at Arsenal and try and sense a bit of weakness because the teams that Arsenal have struggled against is the teams that have played a bit of back foot football. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle, Everton, uh, Brentford, um, Manchester City in the, in the week. Uh, that was Pep Guardiola's lowest amount of possession that he's ever um, got as a, as a manager. So that was certainly back foot football. And of course, Arsenal paid the price for it. So if Aston Villa want to try that, I'd I encourage them to do so. Um, Dash, your results for this one? For this one? I think I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw here. Mm, goals are plenty. Your side, Chad? Very tough. Tough game. Um, I think I'm going to go with... I wouldn't bet on this game, if, I, if I'm honest, but I would go Arsenal winning both teams to score. Yeah, I think I'm just going to play it safe. I, as much as I'm hopeful of Arsenal, I'm, I'm more hopeful about Arsenal... Um, of course, later on in the season, what's to come? Um, I think that's, you know, tough times could, we still could be in tough times for Arsenal, but I will be taking uh, Bukayo Saka as an anytime goal scorer right now, Arsenal's best player, most informed player, the man to, to go to when, you know, when your back's against the wall. So him as an anytime goal scorer, I think is a safer bet than um, picking a winner. Um, I think it's easier to call. Yeah, I agree with that. Brentford against Crystal Palace, Dish London derby. Of course, Brentford's last London derby went um, in their favour. 
Um, of course, we won't mention why, but <laughs> we kind of have to play hush hush. Yeah, in the podcast, don't we? Uh, Crystal Palace um, at the GTEC Stadium. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Um, I think it's gonna be a a difficult one for Patrick Vieira. You know, I think the way Brentford is playing, the amount of confidence they have, their forward line is gelling, the midfielders are coming to the party, even the defense. You know, Ben Mee, David Raya, mm-hmm. quality across the the park. Um, if you look at Crystal Palace on the other hand, I'm not sure if Zaha is back mm-hmm. with the squad, but he has been injured, he has been missing, and uh, it hasn't been easy for him, you know. But um, not playing for the banker of the weekend. Would you? Would you go I'd, as far as say? I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mm-hmm. can't see Palace coming away with anything from from the G Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, <clears throat> there have been some spirited performances though. You know, they they draw with Brighton. They they almost drew with United. Um, drew with Newcastle. Drew with United again in the league. Um, one 0 against Chelsea. So they are low scoring fixtures. Yeah. You know. Um, but against this one, it's going to be very difficult. Mm. Um, I, again, because of the amount of confidence exuding from, you know, Brentford and Thomas Frank. I think he's been nominated for his second manager of the month already. Yeah. Uh, this season. You know that's incredible. That's, that's quite, and they're competing for you. European spots, which yeah. is remarkable considering mm. where Brentford were um, eighteen months or two years ago. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, it's it's gonna be a tough year at the office for Vincent, Gaeta, and company. Mm. Uh, Dish labels this the banker of the weekend, Chad. I don't know about banker of the weekend, but certainly one of the best picks in the Premier League. Uh, this weekend, I think Brentford should have the quality to get the job done against uh, a Palace side that have just started this season. They clearly aren't the same uh, team they were last season under Patrick Vieira. I think they've missed, um, you know, a player like Conor Gallagher who made a huge difference for them last season. Uh, and as for Brentford, they just continued where they left off. Is that Chelsea is Conor Gallagher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's better off there. To I'm be sorry, it doesn't cost a hundred million. <laughs> Yeah, now Brentford win this one. Um, it's the goals, though. You know, I can't see them scoring. Like yeah. as you, no, Crystal, uh, Palace. Crystal Palace. Yeah, it's who's their threat? You know, is is as a. But know, even if they did have a threat, you look at the players you mentioned: Benmi, um, Pinnock, David Raya, Rico Henry, Roslov. Yeah. That backline with no guard in front of it is quite. I think it goes under the radar, and I think that could be. Yeah. Um, I think Benmi actually could be at a top six club, uh, but. Now, Brent, Brentford are... There's a couple of players in that Brentford I'd team. Say, that I'd say David Raya over Ben Mee. Yeah, and, no, you know, don't. Chelsea... But I mean, there's quality. And, and even, uh, how can we forget, uh, Ivan Tony? Yeah. yeah. Uh, such a fantastic striker. Um, honestly, it's a grain of topic here, but like, looking at a player like that, we Chelsea need a player like that, you know? Um, <laughs> keep laughing. <laughs> but like, he's, he's, he really is good. And, and like so when you say like Ben Mee... Arguably could be at a top six club. There's a couple of them. There's a good mm. few of them in that Brentford team. Mbuemo as well. Yeah. I think there's, you know, they've got quality and backed, managed by a quality manager as well. Do you think Frank. anybody leaves Brentford this, at the end of this? Absolutely. David Raya has, I think some uh, come to my club. Mm. David yeah. Raya has uh, rejected two contract offers Already. by the club um, as confirmed by Thomas Frank. Um, what I did want to say, I just forgot now. But it was related to Brentford. Okay, but well, I suppose if it comes, we'll we'll touch on it again. 
Brighton against Fulham, Chad, uh, Fulham, London team again in action. Brighton, the Seagulls, um, don't know what to make of them, inconsistent, but I suppose inconsistent because of the benchmarks that they've set for themselves. They're still in the top of the table. They are competing, but they're punching above their weight, actually. Uh, Matoma has been in fantastic form. Um, oh, what a quality player. Yeah, but as far as the results, well, I, I definitely think... Um, I'm struggling to pick a winner. Well, I do think that we would all agree, I'm sure, uh, that this is certainly one of the most entertaining games in mm-hmm. the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, That we can just sit back and enjoy. And I think we could see a game of end-to-end uh, attacking football. Um, I think both teams will give it a go. We've seen that Some from basketball, Fulham. We've uh, seen NBA that, game. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that from Fulham. They've improved... Uh, you know, there's some players in that team. A player yeah. like Willian, who I thought was, you know, pretty much done. Um, he has been um, such a key player. He's, in, he's brought life into the Fulham side who already have quality um, all over the pitch. And even um, striker. Mitrovic. Uh, Mitrovic, is, is, he's been fantastic this season. Um, he's, you know, it's just... And you think of Brighton uh, under the Zerbi, you know, they... It's, it's just a game that will not disappoint. I think both managers uh, are good. Marco Silva's a fantastic manager as well. I think he's got Fulham playing at a good tempo. They play fearless. Um, no longer do you, even as uh, supporters of Arsenal and Chelsea, yeah. you don't look at that London derby as a walk in the park anymore with Fulham, yeah. uh, coached by Marco Silva. So, but, uh, you know, Brentford, I mean, Brighton, they've started... Um, they've been maybe inconsistent, but I do think that they are a side that you can just never write off. I think they have a lot of quality in them. There's goals in that team. And why, um, why do you say Brighton has been inconsistent? Because of the start that they've set, and when they were in the top four early on in the season, and then those the draws, the recent draws that you'd expect them to win, I feel like well, that's why I'm calling them yeah um, no, inconsistent. I think they've. I think maybe we are making the mistake by, by saying that and maybe putting them in a, in a position, in a higher position and maybe giving them maybe a higher rating than where they currently if, are. If I can just interrupt your chat, sorry. It's almost like saying if Arsenal miss out on the title, it's like saying they've bottled it. When you've never expected them to be anywhere near this, this, you know, this point at the start of the season. But of course, the demands and the expectation that they've set based on how they've played it yeah. kind of changes things along the way. And the start Brighton have had, I've, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Brighton won this one convincingly. But now I'm not too sure. I think there is room for an upset, which could yeah. be a draw. I, you look, I, I'm going with both teams to score. Mm. I think it's a Brighton win. Uh, Chris, can, Christian, yeah. is Matoma, we mentioned it with Ben Mee and David Ray and a few other players, is Matoma good enough for a top six club? I um, think with Liverpool. No, I said top six, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure just yet. Mm. I think I think right now to be at a top six, well... I okay, think let's Bra- say traditional. I, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, because actually I think Brighton are in the top six. <laughs> so, um, like, for me, he's, he's, have, he's having like a season to remember, you know, and it's, can he, can he back it up? Can he last, you know, till the end of the season? Can he avoid an injury? Will, will players like know his game? You know, you mm-hmm. have seen him drop many Premier League defenders already. <clears throat> and, you know, he does cut in. 
I don't link him to Iron Robin just yet, but uh, Eden Hazard maybe. Yeah, <laughs> couple of levels nah, below. I think no, it's. I'm, I think it's joking, just. I'm just too trying s- to get Chad Ronaldo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit too soon to to be like that convincing of a, of a Premier League winner. Uh, I mean winger, sorry. Um, I think that's the second week in a Trump row again. I've made that um, <laughs> that mistake. But I think I think right now every one of those Brighton players are like like punching above the uh, above their weight. Mm. Um, like he is. Like, they've all been impressive. They've all had spells, you know. Um, like from from the back right to the front, and um, like for me, like there's so much um, going on in that club. They just link up very well with each other. Um, and if I look at Fulham, like I know both of you are saying you could see an upset. Yeah, me, I'm going against it. I'm saying it's... Uh, Is this one of the bankers of the weekend for you as well? It's, Along yeah, with Brentford. I think, think, yeah, it's a, it's a Brighton, Brighton win year. They've, that. they've had like ridiculous team chemistry. Mm. And if I look at Fulham, the, the goals have been drying up for them. You know, you didn't mention Mutrovic. And I, I'm also like, he's done some very impressive things. You know, no doubt about it. But... Right now he's blowing cold. Um, Again, I think it's the demands that we he's he's been put on him. Yeah. Last okay, if I look at last the last time we were on this podcast, we we thought it'd be a goal fest, you know, absolute mm. mauling against Nottingham Forest, and um, you know they won two 0 and and luckily William was on hand to tuck that yeah. that one away. You know that was individual brilliance. Mm-hmm. Um, no one else scores that on the pitch, I think. Precisely, yeah. you know, and it wasn't that you know the the. Um, the cohesiveness isn't isn't quite there, um, and and Forest did have two of their starting centre backs go off under in under ten minutes. I think it was the first time in Premier League history that two starting players had left the pitch. You know, like mm-hmm. injury like that that soon. You never seem to amaze us with your stats, eh? <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I do thrive on that. I, I do feel the numbers do tell do tell a bit of the game, and. Uh, and on this Brighton one, I think I think McAllister is gonna drop a clinical. He's mm. been he's been boiling for like the ever, and I think now he's just it's it's gonna we're gonna start seeing the other side of him. You know, like um, if we look at the 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 wing back, I think um, Purvis Stupian. Yeah, he's also he's been like crying out for like just more more supply. And they I were think, also let down actually by a controversial VAR. Decisions at the weekend. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't see them, but I know those two players. Uh, you look at Solly March as well. He looks like uh, mm. he's opened up another gear, and and I think Deserbre has done that for for each of them. He's mm. he's improved so many players. So many players. You know, Casado. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You know, and he's come back from. You know, he's um, the club handled his transfer request, the transfer saga to Arsenal. He's come back into the lineup, mm. um, and I think he's taken them a bit further than Graham Potter has. Uh, I'm not saying Graham Potter took took them as far as he could take them, but their ascendancy has continued. Yeah. You know the the trajectory of the club. Uh, they've just been outperforming, um, and and again some spirited performances. You know they they in in fixtures. I think uh, the commentators have been saying the last 15 minutes is Brighton time. You know, like <laughs> they crazy. the way they convert those draws into wins, mm-hmm. um, or just throw everything at the opposition. So. You know, it's crazy at, at uh, where the, that resilience, you know, like where does it come from, you know? Um, yeah, and I think that it's, um, it's we're going to see an, another side to Brighton from now until the, the end of the season. And, and I think will it possibly be, starts this weekend. Will they be in Europe next season? I'm not saying the Champions League, I'm just saying 
in the European um, Europa League, uh, yeah, European look, Conference it's, League. It's basically. sixth or seventh this weekend. You know, so <laughs> I think <laughs> I think football um, is strange. Yeah, you know, it's it's gonna it's very difficult. I, um, like to pick, like to say, will they be in Europe? Uh, you know, you'll never write off Liverpool, Chelsea, mm. and right now, you know, they both those clubs are in the top ten, and as long as they're in the top ten. You can, they can push, you know. The gap so, isn't sizable enough to, to, to make that to say, fall, yes. Yeah, and, and right now Brighton on the heels of Tottenham, mm. you know, so it's right now I think that they're going to continue this, this current spell. Um, but I'm very, like, I'm very pro-Brighton in the short term at least. Yeah. Um, Chad, Chelsea, it's that time, that time of the podcast. Chelsea so, against Southampton. Um, of course, Dash mentioned does that be improving players, saying that, making the example that he's improved the players even more so than Graham Potter did at um, Brighton. Is that a problem for Chelsea? Is Graham Potter not improving any players at Chelsea? Well, I don't know. It's a tough for me to answer that because I don't really agree with Ish. Um, On the Brighton part? No, I don't. But the Chelsea part? Um, I think that it's, I think, it's always going to be difficult. I'm kind of um, echoing myself from previous podcasts now, and I probably will say the same stuff that I've that I have been saying. I think um, so. When Chelsea, we say um, they currently, I think ninth. They uh, that is not good enough for Chelsea or uh, for for uh, it is not a, a good enough position for a club of Chelsea's stature, and so they um, they need to be bolt themselves right up to the top, mm. higher up the table, as as with Liverpool. I think with Chelsea, though, um, they find themselves in a really different position, unique position, and this is what I've been saying, is there's an, a rebuild. like It's almost like a start building a club from scratch. Um, that's what's been happening. From the new ownership, uh, new management, um, new players, new players, yeah. um, and and it's a lot. And new some, coaching staff, yeah, new coach, and and also new staff, a medical team as well. There's mm. new staff all over, um, fitness, um, every everywhere. That the whole there's, there's just like a, a been a, a revamp throughout the the club, mm. um, and the ones that we get to see and the ones we don't get to see as well. So change is happening. So the club is very much in a transitional period, and um, sometimes you take. It depends on how you adjust. Sometimes you adjust quick. Uh, sometimes it takes some time. I think sometimes I can even make the mistake, even as a, as a Chelsea supporter, of, of you know seeing all these players. I think sometimes we do. We see good players come in, like Enzo Fernandez, who play for most clubs in the world, uh, um, uh, Jao Felix, and um, and all these wonderful players, uh, Mikhailo Mudrik. And then to expect <coughs> them to just all slot in immediately and just fit like a glove. Sometimes it doesn't happen in football. It doesn't happen. It really happens in football, I think. Mm. And also, I think what was quite bizarre was seeing a window that Chelsea had in January. Uh, you don't see that many uh, signings at a top club in, in, in January. So I think it's a very difficult time. It's clear that Potter does not know his best team. Mm. Um, he's got He's got a lot of new players. Yes, uh, he's made some mistakes, but I think mistakes are there to be made when you are new in some. This is a big ask for him to manage Chelsea. This is something that he's completely not used to. Do you see him lasting? I think that 
I, I, when I, I say lasting, I mean yeah, so competing I, in the years to come as Chelsea manager. So I, I know that that is the intention. That's the idea. Um, and that is the, from the club. That's from the club and the, the ownership uh, as well. I think they have, they, they really are backing him. They, while most of the talk about him, whether is he the right man, that's all coming from the media. That's coming from, I'm not saying that that doesn't add pressure, mm. but that's coming from like fans, rival fans, um, just neutral uh, football uh, followers as well and, and the media, but not from the Chelsea uh, board. It's not from mm. the, the Chelsea ownership. It's all coming from elsewhere. Um, well, what do you the, think? I think that... I mean, the question is posed to yeah, you. I, th- I, I certainly think that he needs time. I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to fail with this quality uh, that we are bringing in. Remember, there's quality that's still to come as well. And, I, and I'm not talking about players we're linked with because everyone's linked with players. I'm talking about one like done deals like Christopher and Kunku. Surely that, that, fix, that helps... Uh, Chelsea's attack next season. I think, uh, I think it depends on how bad it goes from here because Chelsea aren't playing uh, uh, fantastic at the moment. If they were to go like right down to the bottom near like 14, 15, then I think it's going to be pretty much difficult to back Potter and say, okay, you know what? I think, um, you, um, you know, yeah, I, th- I think so it depends on him. If he can, like, you know, like just kind of, I don't know, like this. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still not good enough. But if he can stay in this position in the top half till the end of the season, I do think he'll get some time. Where, where But I do know that, that the ownership is very much ambitious. And not just mm. with the... I mean, like, you spend that amount of money, you expect to see results. So I think over time, if it, if it continues this way, they, even them wanting to back Potter, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to say, look, you're not the person, it's time for a change. But I do believe that currently they are backing him. And I back him as well. As a club owner, you could argue that Todd Bowley has done everything he could um, to give Graham Potter the necessary tools that he needs to mount a top four challenge or mount a European um, a fight for Europe, whether it's the Europa League uh, or Champions League. But you mentioned Potter earlier, Dish, and how the Zerbi has improved players more than him. Do you see any Chelsea players improving or have any Chelsea players improved under Graham Potter as opposed to any other coach they've been led by? I guess I'm not sure if he's improved Kepa, but you know, Kepa's performances have like, you know, it restored faith like in, in him, you know, like I think and dignity as well. I think he's Kepa frozen. a better goalkeeper than Mendy. <sighs> I don't think so, but right. So that's now. what it's like expense of. So yeah, you, you, I think he's chosen to improve his weaker goalkeeper, which he has. Yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't, but there's a better goalkeeper on the bench, or he was injured, or they, was just on the Chelsea salary. Both of them, like I can't really comment on Mendy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I just haven't seen him play in so long that it's like yeah. I don't want to say he's a has been, but I don't know. Uh, he just came in. Look, and look <laughs> I, I think Kip has been fantastic. Yeah. I, I, like you look at the games where he saved us. He, I think a lot of people look at him and remember his past. Uh, blunders, errors, mistakes, mm. and even the way he's handled himself. You think of, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the Mauricio Sarri mm. uh, game. Yeah. So I, I think that has kind Refusing of, that, 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 is, that is kind of, um, um, you know, like played a huge part in why people can't understand the inclusion of, of Kepa uh, in, in the squad. But if you watch his performances and you give him an honest assessment, the guy has been 
brilliant. He's been fantastic. And it's clear that um, Graham Potter wants a goalkeeper who he believes is better at playing uh, with the ball at his feet and which helps him to keep possession. Um, I know you, Jesse, think that Mendy is not bad with the ball at his feet. I'm not saying that he mm. is, but yeah, there's a I've lot seen of him get caught. But there's a lot of times where he's, caught, where, he, so. where he's cleared it out, and Kepa keeps possession, especially this season. Uh, since Potter, uh, where in tight spaces, Kepa has more confidence in him to play mm. that pass, and and I think there's a there's a way that we want to play. Going back onto the you know the improving of players, I think it's still early days. I think mm. Dzabi. Does he, he have ca- so much? I think if Dzabi was our coach, I think he'd be. I think anyone who would be in our coach would find themselves in a very unique position, which which is kind of like you know it's uh, there's so much um, like there's so much going on around the club. There's new players coming in. You work with this guy. This guy's getting sold, and then there's, there's a new player coming in. It's it's not easy. It's it's. It's just easy to look at the quality that's on show and you think, okay, no, easy, easy win, yeah. You know, the injuries also haven't helped him. You haven't, know, like, yeah. It's, it's such a... Reese James has just come back. N'Golo Kante, yeah, arguably our best midfielder. You know, Sterling, you know, Aubameyang, like even the attack, the Montez, I don't know, like what's happening, contract. It's the contract thing, which is why he's not... He's not playing. It Hamlet looks like has, he's going to end up at Liverpool. just like not, not looked the part. Um, but but that's the point. I'm, but that's the point I'm I'm asking is Raheem Sterling was a better player at Man City. I don't think it's, it's questionable. Only a few games, but it's from the start of the season. It's, yeah, I mean, he's only he's, played a few few games though. Yeah, like, but I mean, when he has been played, he was Chelsea's top goal scorer at one point with three goals, and then didn't score for about eleven games or so. And that's what I'm saying is is Potter improving these players and. I'm going to answer the question and say I don't think he is because even when Reese James is playing, Reese James is playing excellent. But I think that's because he's an excellent footballer. Mm. I think he was used Manager better. Proof, yeah. I think he was used better under Tuchel. And I'm not making any comparisons between Tuchel and Because you can't. One's a serial winner. Yeah. yeah. And but, one's just starts, career is just taking off. But what, what I saw with Reese James, and I think Reese James is top five Chelsea best players, top three yeah. uh, before all the... Big money signings. Yeah, Dries James Absolutely. was certainly, arguably the best player actually at Chelsea. Yeah, but he was used almost as a wing back and as like yeah. a, I, I I don't know how to say it, but like a wing back winger slash never been caught out of possession slash leading assist maker top goal scorer and that's what you need. You need your best players to thrive and yeah, when they're thriving, the team will thrive. And I I don't think it's happening right now for Potter. Well, you know, I think Desh has a point with the injuries. I mean, you would feel a lot confident if you're a Chelsea fan to see uh, Reese James in the in the team, Ben Chilwell in the team, and mm. Golo Kante, who's still uh, um, one of the best midfielders in world football. He's been our best midfielder every season, and and even it doesn't help that Kovacic is gone. Remember, this is the first season without Rudiger. It, you know, it's just a, it's a different Chelsea team, and it's a restart. But that. Being said, I'm still confident we beat uh, rock bottom Southampton this weekend. Uh, I, I mean, Who could be led by Jesse Marsh, actually. Even more of a reason to be confident. I think uh, Chelsea <laughs> do, have, do have enough quality. I think uh, Jao Felix has been, he's looked alive while he's been impressive and I think we get the job done. Did Chelsea win? Desh? Um I, I do think Chelsea. <laughs> you had to throw that in <laughs> yeah, just, just in case just I was on the fence. <laughs> make the goalpost a bit bigger. <laughs> 
Um, um, did Chelsea win at yeah, home? Yeah, I think it's against a, a rock bottom Southampton against a possible defeat from sixteen. A yeah. possible. Um, Tell me the clean well, sheet record as well. <laughs> why don't well, you? that's why they've sacked their coaches because they've been so bad and they've gone through two coaches already: uh, Ralph Hasenhutl and uh, Nathan Jones. And that's why they sacking their coaches is because they're in the position where they were. Um, and now it could be Jesse Marshall. You know, the players, really, the players need a clean slate at Southampton and. But Jesse Marsh needs a clean slate himself. So I think. Do you think he improves the Southampton team? I think he can, but I, I fear for Southampton that, you know, such a stable Premier League side, it could be too late because of how poor they've been this season. Mm. Um, I've, I've also never heard of a managerial swap happen that quickly in the Premier League. You know, like from one club to. I think he's been unemployed for about six days. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't. Like, even though he could be heavily linked, I don't think it's in the nature of of a Premier League club to hire a sack manager in a space of like, you know, in this shorter time. Yeah. Mm. So just, he, he might get the job, but I've never, like in all my years, like probably a decade of watching Premier League now. So based I, on the fact that at the time of recording, Southampton are managerless. Yeah. Do Chelsea win at home as Chad says against <laughs> Rock Bottom? As Chad also says, uh, Southampton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who have conceded probably the most goals Look, in the you, league. You, I don't you, know. You, uh, up there with Bournemouth, um, who Chad is also thinking. Yeah. Um, do Chelsea win? Yeah, they, they do win. But I want to go one further and say, I don't think they, they're going to have a slip up as as bad as what people might think. You're talking of? Chelsea. Chelsea. You know, like he, he mentioned 14th or 15th and Potter out of a job and things like that. I don't think, I, I'm sure Potter is in, uh, he still will be with a Chelsea manager come the end of the season. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I, I don't think, and, and I also can't see them picking up a, a position like 14th or 15th. You know, I think there's, there's going to be other clubs that, um, that will be worse off. You know, like yeah, they would, yeah. Like I'm, I don't think they've been in the bottom half this year. I could be mistaken, but um, right now they are tenth. You know, it is a bit shaky. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, they they pick up the three points here, and and they take it on a game by game basis. You yeah. know, the amount <clears throat> of things that have gone against Graham Potter, uh, even if you look at their performance in a Champions League, you know, it is absolutely like I, I'm absolutely mind boggled at how they haven't found a back of the nets. Yeah, you know, so there's the so like, like not going our way and and like and we, Todd Bowley has seen that. You know, he was present. Yeah. You did see him in the yeah. He's, he's, every he's game. at most yeah, yeah. if not every, every game. game. Yeah, and every game. So he's seeing he's seeing the the performances. He's seeing the results as well. You know, he yeah. knows that. Um, I think yes. Uh, just to speak about the Chelsea game against Dortmund, I think with 24 shots on 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 goal and you dominated. The you know the, the the game against away at Dortmund and the stadium was packed. Yeah. Dortmund performed and they turned up as well. I think it's hard to have a go at Potter in, in under those circumstances when you see the effort from from the players because you know you've hit the post a couple of times. You 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 should have taken. In, in fact, had Chelsea taken their chances, it could have been three four one. Mm. I uh, think the, I think another like <laughs> you mentioned the Dortmund one. I think they get past Dortmund. In the Champions League this season, I think uh, it's they. <laughs> funny, somebody we mentioned, check his cup. <laughs> check we mentioned cup. Um, Jesse March because they before their home fixture against Dortmund in the return, like they play um, uh, Leeds at home. 
which again could be another like Jesse could be Marsh a, again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it could be a goal fest. You know, it could be a real confidence booster for them going into um into that tie. And um you know like Modric has has looked a bit um I don't want to say fragile, yeah. but you know he looks like he is going to take some time before he gets started. Maybe like you know I'm I'm jumping the gun. Maybe he has a Maybe you're comparing it to Jao Felix. Yeah, yeah. The way the way Felix has started, um, but but not only Felix. You know the the <clears throat> the defender Benoit. Shield. He's also started very well. Yeah, Enzo Fernandez against the West Ham. You know he did play very well, yeah. and even last night. You know yeah. he was left yeah. with the. I mean, the the guy in the Champions yeah, like, League, honestly, according to uh, was the speed, the speed uh, test. Yeah, the speed test. So yeah, like we're gonna. Can we forgive him for that? Probably. Yeah. Um, but he did play really well. He has been very you know? good in yeah. the so since he's coming. There, there is like a spine of the team. You know, if you look, you can clearly make like, um, uh, you know, Kepa, you know, Silva and, and Badashil. You know, you got Fernandez in front there. Uh, Felix in the attack. Um, he's just in a Ziek as well. Ziek can hold the ball up. You know, he isn't <coughs> the strongest, but technically he can hold it and distribute it. You know, so you you have like an outlet over there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is a spine to this Chelsea team. I think um, it wasn't always there. Yeah, you, you made a comment as the strongest eleven. Yeah, yeah. For starters, like he hasn't even had a first eleven. You know, with the amount of injuries that has happened. But now, um, yeah, I was very impressed. You know, Reese James is back as well. Yeah. Another defender. You know, so it is. The yeah, defense yeah. is solid. I'm starting to not buy that. Um, you can't spend. The amount of money Chelsea have spent, and then hope your first eleven's fit. Well, well to, look, let me let, let me let me just ask you this: Do, Are you not more confident in having uh, Enzo Fernandez paired up with um, N'Golo Kante instead of Enzo Fernandez compared with uh, partnered with Ruben Loftus Cheek? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, though? no, like yeah, it's, I get it's that, a huge I mean, difference. It's a huge difference. I mean, you spend that amount of money to <laughs> stop those kind of like. Um, excuses. So, no, yeah, that's, I think it's just it's hard. I think even Golo Kante, your better. best player, Chad. I think it gets better. No, absolutely. Like, I know that. Um, it, that it gets better that's for sure. I can't see them slipping. I just don't know about this season. <laughs> but next <laughs> season it gets better. If the Chelsea fan and the Everton fan, um, I'm thinking of that uh, video. Like, <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> but uh, you know, like we mentioned, Europe. Like I, I, I think that's also a factor that plays in Potter's hands. You know, like what is. Europe, like mm. Champions League, like now. I'm not talking next year. Yeah. I'm talking now. Yeah. They again, like I do think that they get over Dortmund, and then they are like I don't want to say easy clubs in a Champions League. It is a Champions League after all, but yeah. some favorable opposition, a possible Benfica, maybe. Not just them, but you know, you look at they've got Porto, Porto up against Inter. I think yeah. you could fancy both of those clubs. Yeah. You know, and then is, you know, you got Eintracht Frankfurt. Now let's just back try and get past Dortmund first. It's, Before looking I think at the it's, I think it's there. You know. Tottenham, AC Milan, both yeah. of them. I'm sure you could fancy. Yeah, fancy and Chelsea are pedigree. Yeah, yeah, so so if they get past the last 16, you know, into the the quarter stages, I think if he gets to the quarters, his job is safe. You know, no matter like again, like yeah, it would get they would finish strong if they don't like mm-hmm. if they stop <laughs> in the Champions League, they would they wouldn't have to travel as much and they could improve their league performances. You know, that time. Yeah, players would have gelled with each other. Players would have returned from injury. Um, so again, like it is, he's he's plugged the defense. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a few weeks ago, I said that's my immediate. He stopped the goals 
uh, you yeah. know, like, and it's it's about going the other side now. Um, with Felix, you know, I'm sure Mudrik comes in, but Ziyech for me, he he could be like the the telltale, you know, because with Havertz and Mons, I think that yeah. their time on the bench could could be uh, sooner rather than later, yeah. and it's up to Ziyech and and company. Well, Mons is actually. A- Started to be on the bench a bit more than he, mm. he usually has, yeah. yeah. And, and he's missing. I don't. I know it's it's Champions League, but he's missing the Champions League <laughs> game next because of a suspension. Yeah. Oh, so so you see, it could be a new a new look um, yeah. attack, and um, yeah, against Southampton, I'm sure it's gonna be uh, in the firing line now. You know, they 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 home fixture in the league after this Leeds. Like I said before, they play Dortmund. So um, the Tottenham away. Uh, I'm not sure. It's I could see that could be a. Um, we'll put an asterisk on that one for now. But you know, two home home fixtures: uh, Southampton and Leeds. Mm. Come on, yeah, should be easy six point six pointer. Two clean sheets, and how many goals can they score? You know. Um, Chad Desh has said enough about your club. Why don't you say something about his club? <laughs> Everton against <laughs> Leeds. Um, we spoke about improving players, and I think that'll be a topic. Um, yeah. We touch on a lot, I um, think especially they, now with yeah. coaches coming and going after the December, January, uh, February period. There's a lot of coaches who are underperforming are going to be sacked. And partly why Frank Lampard was sacked at Everton is he, he's got, you look at that 11 players or the squad of 23, but the 11 that they put out, you should not be in any sort of relegation battle. And that's yeah. why Lampard was sacked. And Sean Dyche has identified that immediately and, of course, beats. Arsenal in his uh, opening game um, at Goodison Park. He returns there now after the Derby defeats. But I reckon they should fancy their chances against Leeds. Absolutely, I think very few. We are talking about you know coaches and um, and coaches and improving players. I think very few would um, would, would would very few uh, football fans out there and, and football analysts would say that um, Sean Dyche doesn't improve uh, players. Mm. And I think it's quite clear to see that you saw it in the first game. Um, you know, Anfield, always difficult to go to. I think you can kind of, um, I know you were quite confident about that dish. And, 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 very, very pro Everton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what And to be honest, me. I understood. I understood yeah. like your, your mindset behind that. But I just feel like, you know, that, that's always going to be a difficult game. And Life and, comes and, at you quickly. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean Dash is a, is, is a fantastic manager and he is the the manager <coughs> Everton need to avoid the drop. I think Will that they? should be I, I do believe they do, especially with Sean Dash. Um he's he's kind of going against the Lampard way, which mm. is uh, which is expansive um at attracting football when it does work. Mm-hmm. And you know that passing uh you know that passing game and, and you know beautiful football. I mean uh, th- that's what they were doing and sometimes as we've seen like Teams like Leeds and it doesn't always get you results. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just buys you like neutral fans and uh, you know, but and, and it doesn't really. But you do don't much. need to survive. To yeah, the, I the think Sean Dyche might come there and just uh, play the ugly way. He, mm-hmm. he will do it whatever it takes to get it done, even if it means that it's it's sometimes ugly. But he will get it done. He will get it done. He's a fantastic manager. I think he's a very demanding manager. He's a no nonsense manager. And he does have quality in, in his side. I think we've already seen against uh, Arsenal uh, players like um, that are that were frozen out, such as the Kure, the Kure player like um, uh, the ex Burnley winger um, Dwight McNeil. Dwight McNeil, who was who was kind of a, a bench player under Lampard, he's come in and he's 
you know, he's been impressive. I think um, Onana has been, he, I think keeping him in January has been crucial. Yes, you've uh-huh. lost Gordon, but I think Sean Dyche will, will, will get the players fighting for him. I think that they, it might not be easy. I think they still have to find their way a, a bit, I think. But I, I give them three points this weekend. Mm. I would say, to add to this little multiple that you're building your dish, I want to add this to your list of bankers of the weekend. Everton. Mm. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. I, uh... There we go. <laughs> There's that optimism. <laughs> but, you know, the the difference, like, for me, if I look at it, I mean, he's only been there two fixtures. You know, how much of mm-hmm. a tactical influence can he have on the players? Um, I'm not sure just yet. He's, I think he's only took them for a few training sessions before the Arsenal fixture. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was very, um, you know, shall I say, calm when I said, just want them to find the back of the net in that one. Yeah. You know, and lo and behold, they, they win 1-0. Against Liverpool, I thought it was a 2-0 victory for, for Everton. It ended up being a 2-0 for, for Liverpool. And I was very convinced that, that uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin will get in the score sheet. And then I see he's not even in the squad. You know, the injury, mm. I'm not sure. How um, serious it is. Yeah, but like if he... He is the, you know, the, the Dyke, like, setup, you know, is we'll put, like, eight players, eight, nine players, like, under, like low block, and one, one target man. Right now, you didn't have the target man. I think Sims played, um, you know, we had Neil Mope over there, who's a bit more of a fighter, you know, rather than someone who will hold the ball up. Mm. I think Calvert Lewin can hold the ball up, and, and you know, they, all of them are aerial balls. You know, the Burnley, mm-hmm. how many crosses they would put in. Mm. Anyone from, you know, they had Kieran Trippier, you know, you mentioned Dwight McNeil, um, so many players that, um, that crossing ability, yeah. you know, look at that, that crossing ability. So he's got a striker that he can use. If, but Calvert Loon has been plagued with injury throughout his career. You know, I don't want to say he's good enough for that England call up. I, I think he has played for England. Um, I think he's alongside been, Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, you know, so, up, definitely. I can't remember if he's. But it's, it's the fitness. You know, mm. it's the fitness. Can he, can he maintain that high level? You know, that mm. you, even uh, Callum Wilson, you know, he has been called up, but it's the fitness that the, the, the match readiness that, that um, these strikers lack. Um, we've got yeah, two home fixtures against Leeds and uh, one against Leeds and one against Aston Villa. Mm. Um, I think Dyke will be looking at those as uh, let's, let's just work on the performances. I think they win against Leeds. But I'm not sure if he goes on. Like, I, I wouldn't say that all fixtures, I'm looking at pro-Everton. You know, I, I don't... Well, Tish, I don't, I'm quite interested to know from you if you think that Everton will avoid the drop. Yeah, definitely. I think we will definitely avoid the drop. Um, but it's, it's the games that we win. I don't know if we're going to win more than like five to seven league fixtures, mm. you know? From now until the end of the season. Home yeah, the, the form, home they form. always say exactly. home form in yeah. a relegation battle or any team in the bottom half is so yeah. crucial. And I think, I don't, look, I get the fact, um, I know Chad, and I actually agree with it, um, is that Sean Dyche will do it the ugly way. But I don't think Everton fans will mind at the moment. No, that's what the club is and, about. We needed, and, we needed someone to come and galvanize the team. Yeah, and, and like, take, I'm using that Arsenal game as a reference and Everton were by no means pretty. Yeah. But you look at that midfield three and the dynamism between Decore, Onana and Idrissa Guy, mm. those the are fluidity, pure yeah. athletes. Those yeah. are 
cover cover Sean the Look, prepare for horrible football let me just yeah. say that because i mean his Burnley team did but were not praised for their for their football uh, for the way they played mm-hmm. but it is very effective and you you get results i think that um Everton, I remember them always playing attractive football. I mean, maybe not expansive and and like like um, with flair and stuff like that. But there was the right balance under. I don't know if you'll agree, Dash, but like under Roberto Martinez. I'm not saying he was the old best manager, but there was a bit of both. Uh, Everton could be ugly when they needed to be and grind out and dig deep. But, but they could further, also play. Even David Moyes. Dates. They could also play under f- Roberto Martinez. You know that Barkley Lukaku. Come on, that was like. No, what I'm saying. They could they could switch it up. They there were there were different uh, ways to their game. It was they could play ugly if they needed to, but they could also turn it up and really yeah. entertain. Yeah. But, but you look back at the David Moyes days. They had, you know, flair, glitzy, glam players yeah, like Leon like Osman, the Latin uh, Baines and. Mikel Arteta as well in yeah. that midfield. Uh, Tim Cahill. Leighton Baines, that's a good shout. You know, yeah. like he, not he's, enough he's credit goes. Yeah. Goodness, he's, he, I think he did take a first team <laughs> yeah. and before Dyke was appointed, I believe he, he there were two, yeah. two coaches he, yeah. and Baines was one of them. You know, mm. but he's, yeah. he just bleeds blue and uh, yeah, yeah, so do I. Uh, uh, um, so yeah, uh, does Chad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Different shades, of yeah. course. Um I, I want to say something just before the Leeds fixture. Mm. You know, against Liverpool, Everton recorded 16 fouls, and against Arsenal, we had recorded 13. So it does like the again the number average. No, like uh, in, they had in, registered in 16 at the at, at the full time whistle. Sure, um, 16 so it fouls. It says a lot. It says they yeah to to Liverpool's eight. You know, oh. and this is at Anfield. So they already getting stuck in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, nobody fouled Nunez or Salah. You know, in the lead in the build up to the, the first goal. Um, but I'm, I think at the second half, like he probably would have said, you know, we need to start taking them down, and you need that. You know, you did see Pickford and uh, Robertson squaring off. I'm not sure if that happens if Lampard was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really am not sure. Yeah, um, so you're, you're saw, seeing more passion. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was that was really good to see again against mm-hmm. Arsenal. We had 13. Fouls uh, to Arsenal's eight, but before that, none of them were, were above ten. I think only the uh, Man City one was uh, we had registered more than ten fouls. Um, so it, it tells you like the home form; it's going to be a dogfight. Be prepared. But and yep. but, but then you ask yourself why are Everton making so much fouls? And then you look at Sean Dyche and his mo- game module. He doesn't mind stopping the play for you to take that long ball or that long free kick or regardless of where the free kick is taken or whether you go for goal, he'd probably back his goalkeeper in the in the you know short distance free kick. But I'm sure no stats behind this, but I'm sure most of those fouls are at the halfway line. Um in the opposition third. Nowhere near where the danger zone. Nowhere so. near the danger zone. So there is that long ball that you know the opposition are looking to put into Everton's box and then you look at the players Everton have. Connor Cody, James Sokowski, um, Onana, Decore, those guys aren't losing aerial duels to anyone. So, look, I know it doesn't count for much now, but I'm quite uh, intrigued to see the transfer window opening up again for Everton, what type of players Sean Dyche will target. I actually have an idea, type of players that he likes, you know, that he's managed, you know, the tall figures, uh, good in Dan the Burn. Dan Burn is the... <laughs> Well, uh, you said him to lure them, <laughs> yeah. lure them over with. So, um, I was, I'm also very interested. I'm not sure if he's going to look outside of the Premier League, but yeah. I think there are a few Premier League players that maybe he'll have his eye on. Yeah, yeah you sure. know. So, 
I would be interested to see that. Um, but just Jesse, on on the um, on the question about the fouls, I think it's it's a bit of a of a psyche, of a psyche, you know, like to like maybe those fouls in the halfway line and whatever is to avoid getting to the danger zone. Like if uh, if if I'm a referee and if I see um, gay sliding like outside the box or mm. sliding, you know, like closest to halfway. I wouldn't necessarily book him, you know, like yeah. I look at the one as a probably a bookable offense and um, yeah, I, I will be following the yellow cards like mm. soon, like right now he's just had two games under. Um, but again, like I'm not sure what his, his tactics are. Um, we'll see like as they unfold, but uh, yeah, I'll pay, I'll pay attention to the way those, those, um, those fouls have been and yeah. maybe like the cards that they end up with at the end of the game, you know? How crucial they are at the end. Mm. I think what Sean Dyche is trying to build is a team that he's built in previous years with the previous teams he's coached is a team that no one wants to play against. Chad, you were a striker when you were playing. If the defender's constantly kicking you, I can guarantee you... You're going to lose your you're, cool. You're going to lose your cool. But when the next time you play them again or the next, you know, duel or aerial battle or, you know, on the ground, you kind of take that into consideration thing of, goodness, this guy's going to kick me. If I push it too far, he's going to clatter me. Yeah. And with all due respect to, to footballers these days, um, they're soft. Yeah. They, they are soft. Yeah, it's not what it this, used to be. There isn't Roy yeah. Keane, Patrick Vieira, yeah. um, the Jones guy. What's his name? Curtis Jones. Not Curtis Jones. Um, Vinnie Jones, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Dish, you bleeding blue. Chad, you bleeding blue. Um, in midweek, I was left with blue blood. Uh, Manchester City, they walked away with uh, three points at the Emirates Stadium. Um, three goals to one. They are now log leaders. The champions are on top again. And that's a case of, can you catch me? I think City are incredibly um, fantastic. Um, they are, to sum it up in one word. Are they I going into the Nottingham Forest expecting to win by a certain amount now. Is that I, is it a case of you, how many? I, I think for City, I, I said this, uh, you know, off air. I think um, City are one football club in the Premier League that don't need to be informed. They just rely on their quality, and we see this. Uh, we see this so often uh, with Manchester City. They have so much quality in their team. They lose a player like Jao Cancelo. And they'll bring, put in someone like Nathan Ake against the... Well, play. they put Bernardo Silva in, uh, in his place. And against, uh, like, uh, uh, they'll do it. Pep isn't afraid to do it against, like, the league leaders, like the yeah. best team. Who, the best team in the Premier League this season's <clears throat> probably been Arsenal. Um, I think that it has been Arsenal, apart from City leading the league now. And I think to this victory over Arsenal at the Emirates, stadi- at the Emirates Stadium, yes, it was a close game. And yes, Arsenal uh, turned up and performed. But to walk away, leave the Emirates Stadium with a 3-1 scoreline, with all three points, I think it does a world of good for your confidence. And I think it gives you the boost that you now need to continue and go on a, a, a rampant run as City are capable of doing. And I think that it's, it continues, well, I, I don't want to say it begins because it kind of be like it, it happened with Arsenal, but I think it well, continues. I think it began um, a few years ago. When Pep Guardiola <laughs> took over. That's true. But I think it continues that away at Nottingham Forest. I think um, this is just like the perfect game for City. I think um, if, if they are going to go away, 
it's Nottingham Forest, and mm. I think they'll make easy pickings of them. I think it'll be um, convincing. Um, just the quality that they have right now, even players like Jack Grealish got in the score sheets. I think he's going to be uh, coming confident. up some important goals for them. Yeah. Eh? Um, yeah. he, the, the all, all three of his Premier League goals even, he's, even, he, even uh, just the goals that he's involved <laughs> in you think of the assist against Chelsea uh, I just think players like Kevin De Bruyne now all picking up now I think belief is mm. I think they were City were the team that were quite um, you know like nervous maybe about quietly nervous about Arsenal like hey this team is red. you kept seeing Pep praise them even when Arsenal weren't even playing City um, like you just kept bringing them up and saying, you know, this team, this is the best Arsenal team I've probably played in the Premier League. And, you know, I had a lot of praise for them. But for City to walk away uh, um, with a 3-1 victory at Arsenal is fantastic. And it does, it does so much for their confidence. And I think Nottingham Forest are in for, in for a, a difficult afternoon. I think it's going to be... Both, both their centre-backs did go off. You know, like their starting centre-backs. They've got to... I don't know. Maybe I'm just clutching at straws. Yeah, they've got a Champions League winning goalkeeper in Kaylin Navas, who doesn't concede too many. Um, and he could easily... He needs a couple of shots to concede. He's, he's not the type that... You know, well, Edison's, he, a, Edison's yeah. a great goalkeeper, but sometimes, how many times this season have you seen yeah. Manchester City concede one shot on target and it's a goal? I don't think that happens with Kaylin Navas. Um, but again... But also I, he hasn't faced a Erling Haaland. I still think it's a case of hashtag play for Forrest. But I'm just saying Kaylin Navas could keep it respectable. By saying that, I mean 3 no. We'll put, a, put this on the banker, shall we? <laughs> I was on the just multiple, going on the list. On the multiple as well. Let, let's add this one. Yeah, I, um, think, I think it could be a bloodbath. I yeah. really do. Um, Wolves against Bournemouth Dish. Can we also... Add this to the list. Yeah, the wolves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that so. list is growing, and I like it. I think it's going to become quite a feature, quite a big bite. Yeah. Um, you know, for punters to one, really. well, for punters to to take a, a good decent bite out of it. Mm. Um, so far, we've got Brentford, Brighton, Everton, right. Everton, Manchester City, and now you're adding Wolves to that. Of oh, course, we're not Chelsea that. to that. Um, <laughs> sure. That's they are at home uh, against uh, bottom. Uh, <laughs> rock bottom. <laughs> rock bottom. Uh, yeah. Managerless yeah. Southampton. But uh, Wolves against Bournemouth, they should be adding this. No questions asked. Mm. Um, business as usual for yeah. Wolves. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, chat, the I, to be honest, I wouldn't add, but I would take, I would, if you want to add, go ahead, because I do think they'll win, but not, not as confident as it's I am about. The list. Do you know it's what not, they did the last time they did Against bottom placed. Okay. In the, in the previous home fixture, beat Liverpool three 0 three nil, and yeah. and by not just the margin, but the the way in which they went about that, no, you, fantastic. You know what but I, I think it's the, the consistency time. for me. But you know what I saw for the first time is Lepetegui's blueprint, yeah. and that's the first time I saw it um, at Wolves. Is I saw exactly who Lepetegui is. Fortunately, I saw it against us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I no, I don't mean just playing well and winning. Yeah. I mean Playing well, dominating, and then when you a couple of goals up, you have fun in mm-hmm. sp- in Spanish, good Spanish fashion. Uh, you play the ball around and you move the ball between the two centre backs up to the wingers up top, up to the strike camp, back to your centre backs, and it's just a constant game of circus, circus, which mm-hmm. I, I can only see continuing. Um, but moving on, uh, we have arguably the 
biggest game to look forward to, the toughest game to call um, for some. Um, I don't know about the pod, uh, the panel in the podcast, but uh, Newcastle against Liverpool. Dash, this is the only team to beat Newcastle this mm. season. Liverpool. Um, is it a case of time for revenge? Um, it's it's a bit of a. I mean, Liverpool did win final against uh, against Everton, and you know Salah Salah got on the score sheet, and mm. you know he's like. He still he remains the top Pick scorer. Pick for the assist. <laughs> he, he remains the top <laughs> but scorer. But they are not at home. <laughs> yeah, that I'm. I'm glad you mentioned that, Chad, because I was I was going to um, like lead up to that. Um, you know, they they've lost seven seven in the league so far, and six of those have been on their travels. Mm. So and Newcastle, uh, Newcastle, unbeaten very, at home. very yeah, unbeaten only club in the land yet mm-hmm. to yet to see uh, a, a, a L. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on, on home soil. Uh, Alpha yeah. Liverpool or <laughs> <laughs> um so you know it, it on paper you'd 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 expect um the Newcastle's unbeaten streak to continue and Liverpool's, you know, um very much beaten streak on the, <laughs> to to continue. <laughs> um but it's 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 absolutely that Liverpool's record on the road, like yeah, like it's just it's absolutely phenomenal. Well, what are you saying, Dish? Are you adding this to the list of multi- no, this multiple is, bankers? I'm, I'm saying it's not it's not a banker by no. any any stretch of the imagination. You know, um, Southampton, Boston Club, Southampton have have <laughs> taken from home this season. They have taken more points in Liverpool away from home. <laughs> Shit. Southampton have taken more points on their travels than Liverpool. Don't tell that. Don't tell that to any Chelsea fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you just. <laughs> <You're spoiling us. laughs> no, but and and you know if if uh, but but Newcastle, they've they've drawn like a, quite a few fixtures. Mm-hmm. You know that they should have won. You know I think it's five of their their Certainly six fixtures the this year. Yeah, five of their six fixtures this year they've drawn. Mm. So could it be a draw? I'm a, I don't know. I can't make a case for that. You know, with the Liverpool um, bounce, you know, like uh, and you know Newcastle, they do have a uh, cup final to look at. So mm. probably, you know, would Eddie Howe rest some of his key men? You know what's actually funny with that cup final is that a lot of um, English-based Newcastle supporters are saying that they would rather end their long-standing trophy droughts. I don't know how many years it is exactly, but they're saying that they'd rather end their trophy over, droughts yeah. over a Champions League spot, which is uh, yeah, which 100%. would never be acceptable That's at crazy, my club. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd say definitely for Newcastle, yeah. from where they've been, definitely. But I mean, Champions But League. remember, they are quite... Backed financially, so I think for them the next step is to get in the Champions League and attract the bigger names that they can. And then your in. league cups will come. Yeah, and then you like see the bigger picture and the, the trophies will eventually come. Um, I think I, I have to agree with Dish. Um, You're not adding this to the list of bankers. I, one thing I can say, and which sounds ludicrous, but I, Newcastle not going to lose at all. I can't see them Actually, losing. Yeah, it'll remain. I, 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 I'm I, putting this on my list of bankers. Well. I, I I don't do that because I th- I think they could draw the game, but I mm. do back them to win. I think that they are better than Liverpool at the moment, mm. just the way they play. Um, and at home, like we've mentioned, they remain the only side in the league that's unbeaten on their turf. I think every single yeah, that player doesn't come easy. I, I just yeah. can't in the imagine. Premier League yeah. for a club like Newcastle. Who, I can't know? imagine this Liverpool team in this current phase doing the double over Newcastle. It, yeah. It doesn't sound right. 
It it just doesn't. Yeah, and, and to go away and, and wouldn't, to, football wouldn't be honest if if that were to happen. I think. And I think there's a lot of the the players like Liverpool that that also haven't like Cody Gakpo. We all know he's a good player, but he's yet to he's yet to adapt mm. uh, and gel. He's not the fit that. Let's say uh, Luis Diaz when he first came in, well, he fits it like a glove. Yeah. Jota as well, it's, it's, yeah, and, running. He, he's clearly not that t- that same type of fit, but it does not mean that he's a bad player because we know that there's great potential with him. But then it comes back to this. Sorry to interrupt you, but then it comes back to this: is is your coach improving players? Look at Miguel Almiron. Look at Callum Wilson. Look at I want to say sure. Kieran Trippier. I actually, I'm going to yeah, say Kieran Trippier because, because yeah. Kieran Trippier was always good and he's good enough to play for Atletico Madrid as we've seen in the past. But I've and never seen... I've, and now I think he's questioned. He's it's undoubted. Um, he's a regular for England whether he mm. plays right back or left back. Oh, he's not playing right back now. Not when James is available. <laughs> well, I would have him Look, over James at the moment. Sure, that's there, crazy. This is but what he brings. It's the leadership as well. But I've that's been seeing him down to Eddie Howe. I yeah. think that it's down to Eddie Howe. Sven Botman, okay, he had an excellent spell in, in France. Nick Pope. No one could have argued that Nick Pope was in the top three goalkeepers of the Premier League last season, I yeah. think. I, d- I did think it was a smart buy, but you, you're right. He's he taking his game to the next yeah. level. Oh well, only gosh. clubs to, to record 10-plus clean sheets. Yeah. Look, but they could keep another one. St. Maximum uh, was the, the, well, the, the number one. Player. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a bench, uh, a bench player, impact player now. And, you know, we talk about, we, we mentioned Mitrovic, we talk about Tony, uh, you know, a lot of good strikers. But for me, one of the best strikers in the league, and it's, and, and I've felt this way about him for quite it's a long Gabriel time. So, so. <laughs> Callum Wilson. Mm, Callum yeah. Wilson is a good striker. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he, he might not be as consistent as, as like, you know, he's, he, he's um, you know, um, competition in the league, but I think he's a very good striker. I think on his day, he's just as, Good as like um, you know. Another, another name just came to me, Joe Linton. Oh my gosh! What a player! He started that's, that's, arguably that's the worst you signing. See, see, that's, 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 that's Eddie Howe, and that's though, what like, I'm saying is that Jurgen Klopp is not doing that. The, the way he used to, like we mentioned, Luis Diaz and Diogo Jota, and you know the players coming in. Jurgen Klopp isn't doing that anymore. He's not improved Nunes. He's not improved Cody Gakpo. Like he's going through something. He, <laughs> For me, it's the midfield. It's it's you know if I look at the midfield he put out against Wolves, it's uh it was Thiago, Bajetic, and Keita, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think those two <laughs> those two midfielders aren't on Thiago's level, mm-hmm. you know. I'm sure most of you or both of you would agree with me, but in this one, like Thiago is obviously injured, and um, Henderson and Fabinho have come in alongside Bajetic. Um So in this one, for me, it's which Liverpool midfield. <laughs> like lines up against Newcastle, um, and you know ahead of their their trip, uh, they host Real Madrid um, in the Liverpool. Champions League. Yeah, in the Champions League, like very soon after this this Newcastle, and it's a late kickoff on Saturday, so I'm sure Sunday's going to be a recovery session. Mm. Monday maybe a light. How, how serious should Klopp take this? Because I think Klopp is. I think next yeah, well, closest route to the Champions League. In fact, these two are top four rivals because Liverpool. Yeah. Need to catch Newcastle uh, because they're not going to catch Manchester City. They're not going to catch Arsenal. They're not going to catch Manchester United. They need to catch Newcastle if they want to have any chance of finishing in the top four. They kind of need to beat them to do that. And then you take into the fact that in order to get into the Champions <coughs> League, another route is the Champions 
you know, to win, no, to win the Champions League, yeah. and they've got Real Madrid, who are yeah. one of the best teams in the world. So the second leg is at is in Spain, is in Madrid. So so, so what do you do? Yeah. Do you prioritize the league? Do you prioritize the Champions League? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like they do have a lot of European pedigree. Their quality is undeniable in so uh, Europe. I, I know I know that very well. But I think that they should still give it a go because they, you, you've seen many teams... Give what a go? The Champions League. Yeah, because I feel like you've seen many teams um, uh, who have not had the greatest league campaigns. They're not in, they, they might not mm-hmm. be somewhere at the top in, in their league, but they, they in the Champions League, like some, some, some clubs go through that where they go from... A team that's con- competing for the league uh, every, uh, every season to being a cup team for that period. I mean, we've seen City get 100 we've seen, points. We've seen Chelsea do this. We've seen City get 100 points and finish what like quarterfinals or semifinals. Yeah, uh, and we've seen the other way around. Chelsea finish sixth and win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Tottenham, uh, when they reached the final, I think they were fourth or fifth. Yeah, I, I think that Liverpool need to give it a go because as crazy as it sounds, you were mentioning the team's uh, Desh, the teams that are in the competition currently, Liverpool will fancy their chances of beating. Yeah. And and I think with and the with European pedigree, after. like remember Benfica, a team like Benfica or Inter or whatever, um, if, if when they meet in the Champions League, they're not going to be looking and seeing Liverpool that, that we're watching every weekend, uh, you know, drop points and stuff. They're going to look at these are European kings. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that want it. So, so what do you do? Do you rest players against Newcastle in hope that you can go back you can never, give Real Madrid. Never, you can't, never, you never. can't do that because so that's they, what I'm saying. Can, what are what are we prioritizing? If you Liverpool, it's a it's a difficult one. I think because you can't a, play the same lineup on sun, Saturday and Wednesday or Tuesday. But I think that's literally what it does because they haven't played. He hasn't fielded a strong eleven for some time. Now, if you look at the Chelsea game, yeah, like Liverpool yeah. Chelsea, it was an unrecognizable uh, Liverpool team. That's you know, Klopp is going through something. Yeah, but <laughs> I think I think in this one, I'm not sure if. What the extent of Thiago's injury is, mm. but I don't think he plays Bajetic in this one. I know he has fielded him for the last few, but I think he needs to put his strongest eleven out. They need to play together <coughs> because they host Real Madrid soon. Yeah, a couple and, of days. And this is Real Madrid have just won, I think, their eighth club World Cup. You know, mm. I think they just wore, uh, beat Alche or something four 0 Benzema was a brace. You know, so they're coming. You know, if they haven't, like, I'm not sure if they're in action this weekend. Um, but I think Newcastle might just play for the draw. I think Liverpool are going to play for the win. But with Eddie Howe, I think his his mindset is going to be that cup final. I think um, I think that's his his. So both priority. teams actually have you know their eyes elsewhere. But I think Liverpool for this they they need this victory. They get a draw. They need the. Oh, uh, they get a victory. I think they need the victory. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the results will be, but of course. like no, no, they they generally need like Nunez to get in the score sheet mm-hmm. because again, like if he doesn't score in another fixture, he goes into that drought. You with, know, like um, what's the, and against like, Real Madrid, he goes into it. Literally, the yeah, he I needs think that to, was a bad signing, though. Nunez. No, but I think it's only a bad signing because Klopp hasn't improved him. You look at his Benfica numbers and his Uruguay numbers; he's not a bad footballer. He's he doesn't need to be involved. His in the chances play. have been off the chart as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, like he's, he's hit the woodwork like five times. I don't know what. Yeah, like, no, bad like you get good at. players and you get Premier League good. Is he Premier League good? Like he's had. I think he's involved in football too much. I think he's too much in the ball. He's not <coughs> for Mino. and I think that's what yeah Klopp needs to identify well, is that he's 
he's not Firmino, Salah doesn't get involved in the play. Um, so neither should Nunes. So let your midfielders, let your creative, um, technically gifted players um, yeah. do that. And I suppose when Firmino's back, um, well, he, is, he has been back on the bench. So now that he's coming off the bench and hopefully will start against Newcastle, I say hopefully because I'd want to see uh, Liverpool in the Champions League again, um, actually at the expense of Newcastle. But I just can't see it happening. So I'm going to back Newcastle quite strongly. Yeah. Um, and I'm adding it to... Let's not poison your list. Um, I don't think he knows what banker means. <laughs> um, on Sunday, there we go. I'm going to throw this word out again. Banker. <laughs> um, is it a possible banker? The first of two fixtures, Manchester United against Leicester City. Leicester City have scored, what's it, eight goals in two games, I think? Yeah. Uh, four goals consecutively. No, it's madness. They... Yeah, but, it can't seven be but they face a monstrous Man United team. Mm. I think Man United will win, but I think it's disrespectful to call it to label it a banker, uh, given the recent performances. But from but that's uh, the Leicester thing. love playing on the road. No, but like, but that's the thing. We're judging Leicester and how good they are over two games. Manchester United, we're judging on <coughs> how good they've been Fair over twenty three games. Fair point, but and I think even in Man United's defeats this season, I, I looked at them and thought. Goodness me, in a couple the of only, years. The only team. banker here is both teams to score. The only banker is Rashford scoring. <laughs> I, I, that's what that, I would add that to the list. Um, I'll add that to the list. Rashford scoring. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't add both teams to score as um, a potential. Look, just, it just hit me. Man United play Barcelona a yeah, couple of days that, before this. So we don't know what could come out of that fixture, of course, at the time of recording. They already have a couple of players that are missing for that. For, for that fixture because of suspension and stuff. But... You'd look at the weekend, then you know you've got Lissandra Martinez and the few players who can't play on Thursday who definitely will start. So, I'd, yeah, I suppose it does make it a bit tricky. Let's let's not put the word banker on it. But I do think Man United win. I do think Rashford scores, Chad. Um, yeah. And I, I think, think Manchester United, United put more pressure on Arsenal than Manchester City. I don't think... I'm not saying they're in the race for the title. Um, they're not going to be until the end of the season, but... They will put pressure if that makes sense. They'll just keep that gap to about five, six, um, and nothing closer. Dish? Yeah. Mm. Man United, Leicester? Um, yeah, for me, like, you know, you look at James Madison back with the bank. Mm. You know, Iannaccio has been scoring. Tete, he's, he also scored quite a, quite a good, good goal. Good signing, though. Yeah, so um, they've they found, like, you know, Jamie Vardy has been... You know, I don't know for how long they've been trying to phase him out, mm. but he just finds a way to get back in the team. And you know, you just need your goals. But now, like, it's almost like he's not going through something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, um, like for me, I, I can, I can, because they've scored seven goals in the last two. Like I sort of, and and I know that they have a very strong pedigree away from home. That's that's the other thing. Like mm. they, their home form has been shambolic this season. Um, and you know they did go down against. They uh, won at Villa Park. Yeah, which was, is not they, they went easy. down. Yeah, they went down to at, at Villa Park and they hit back like with four goals. Mm. And um, in their previous uh, fixture against uh, uh, Tottenham, they they went down on the fourteenth minute and hit back with four goals. So there is like <clears throat> plenty of fights in them. It, exactly, and mm. I'm not sure why they're starting games poorly. Um, I guess that's a uh, that's for Brendan Rodgers to answer. 
But with their the players coming into into the game, I think uh, it's going to be very exciting to see uh, this one. I think, like, a, I, for me, it's both teams to score. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I can't pick Is a victor. Is that your banker? And you think that's yeah, definitely happening? Both teams will score, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, you know, you look at Rashford's form, but also Harvey, have, excuse me, Harvey Barnes. Harvey has, Barnes. <laughs> he's also been, um, been, been really strong. So, you know, the, the Leicester attackers, um, they are... I want to ask you this because you're rambling on about Leicester players, um, which I'm not disagreeing with. But do Leicester have more players? And this is a genuine question: Do Leicester have more players who could hurt the opposition than Man United? Um, Think of the names. Yeah, um, but you know, like Garnacho is—I don't know if he's look at United. It's only Rashford. Let's be honest, Mm. you know, and then. It's does uh, I don't know. I mean, Casemiro was scoring a few times. <laughs> like he was, yeah. he was like coming in with a with a header in the box. You know, like um, linking up with Ericsson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so um, I think Shaw has also popped up with a with a few attacking returns. So you know, you are relying on your defenders. I don't think Vod Vekost is much of a goal threat. Mm. Um, He's a box threat, not a goal. Threat. Yeah. So it's it was a. Look, for me, it's just both teams to score. Both teams to score. Yeah, Leicester do have many ways to attack the opposition. Mm-hmm. United don't have that many ways to attack the opposition. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's both, both teams. Both teams to score. Chad, you say Rashford as an anytime goal scorer? Yeah, I think any um, on the price, maybe even looking at as the first goal scorer, he's really... Considering Leicester also yeah. starts off slowly. Um, and ending the weekend off with a London derby, um, Chad, you, you would know about this opposition, West Ham, they recently got a point against Chelsea, um, as well as Tottenham, who I think everyone is quite familiar with, um, SA Tourism FC. <laughs> what's, uh, <laughs> what's your thoughts on this fixture? I think, uh, we'll see a fiery London derby. I think we'll see, um. Both teams give a good account of themselves. I think it'll be uh, high-octane stuff. I think it'll be end-to-end. It'll be um, just a, a game that we can just sit back and enjoy as, as neutrals of, of, of uh, both sides. I think West Ham haven't been so good. I think they were quite... Um, they, I think Chelsea kind of allowed them into the game last week. And they, I also thought the ref, the officials we spoke about, we touched on them earlier at the podcast... Uh, were quite shambolic to not even look at the VAR for a clear penalty uh, mm-hmm. uh, appeal. I think um, even Andy Ta- Townsman, uh, Andy Townsend was the comment- commentator in that game, and he just like uh, the game was like almost over, and you're still talking about it. You couldn't get over it. Um, it was that obvious, that blatant. Uh, so you know, West Ham could have, they should have lost that game against Chelsea, but now. The fact that they didn't and they have a draw, it gives them confidence, especially playing at home against Spurs. Um, they'll fancy their chances of an upset. Um, I think of, uh, you know, these sides have played to some real um, some real good matches. You think of the three-all game. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, from three-all down, uh, they, uh, West Ham come back, mm-hmm. I think, with 10 minutes to go or something yeah. like that and, and, and uh, draw the game level. I think, um, yeah, it'll be a good game. I think this is one to stay out and ju- to just enjoy. I would love to see West Ham win. Not even both teams to score. No, I think it could be a draw. Sure. Um, 
Tottenham have a terrible defensive record this season, and now they've got Hugo Lloris out injured for about seven more weeks um, until he's back. Um, of course, not that he's any good when he comes back, but it it kind of is what it, <laughs> what it is. Um, dish, dish. Yeah, so my <laughs> thoughts are like, you know, ahead of this one, I'm sure David Moyes will be looking at that as well. You know, he, mm-hmm. In fact, like all of Premier League knows, Lloris is out. Uh, Benson Core is out, Sesson Young is injured, Basuma is injured, you know, mm. so there are plenty of cracks to expose. I'm just not sure if West Ham have the squad right now. Do, do you think AC Milan won comfortably in the Champions League against Tottenham? I think it was, um, it was a pretty dull performance from Spurs. You know, if you look mm. at Son, so, like, where is he? What, yeah. what is he doing? Left you know, back. like, come on now. So, um, what, like, left-back him in Korea? Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, um, for me, it's... <clears throat> they started, like, I was optimistic, you know, but it, it was the Kane show from the beginning of the season. Mm. You know, huge goals for them. You know, you look at the... I think they were unbeaten in the, in the opening four or five. I think Chelsea had them on the ropes, you know, the, the Tuchel, Conte, handshake at the end oh, of the yes. game. You know, like, you, you remember the, those... Well, it wasn't with Titanic music. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, like it is the Harry Kane show. So mm. if they if they keep Harry Kane quiet, I can't see any any um, anything. Was it a case of danger. keeping the supply quiet? Because then I think that's what the opposition have kind of mastered yeah. now with Kulusevski's son. But did you see the line? The the, the Spurs midfield pairing was like Oliver Skip and Pepe I think Pepe I don't know. I don't yeah. know who who these players are. <laughs> they, and, and, they don't know themselves. Yeah. So, and, and I know Chad. You said it's going to be a lively game. I'm not sure. I know. Yeah. I know Tottenham Hotspur. Conte is going to try and make it a fortress right now. Their away record is is quite dismal. Um, West Ham as well have a very poor away record. I think they've only won once on the road this season in the league. I, I think it'll be quite. I, I, the reason I'm saying that is I think the fans would drive that. Okay, I'm it is going to be. Yeah. I thought. You were going to say, Chad, that both teams are so bad that it's going to be just like... No, like I think it's the fans which, that will which, just drive which it happened. out. Yeah. Um, I remember back when Arsenal had um, David Luiz and Socrates as... Or Mustafi and Socrates as centre-back pairing. And both teams would score because... Socrates. Because, <laughs> because you know, the defending is so terrible that you don't have to be... <laughs> As prolific <laughs> to find the back of the net. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Dish. Yeah, they, they've got two, two home pictures. You know, it's West Ham, Chelsea. So, these are, these are London, London derbies at Conte. You know, you wouldn't want to lose to one of his former employees in, in Chelsea, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think that the, um, what could really help Conte is, if, uh, is even Perisic. You know, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to say it's Perisic time. You know, we know he is a Conte signing. He has appeared up with him in the past. Um, and in their bout with AC Milan, no, no Spurs player created more chances, attempted more crosses, or completed more tackles than Perisic has. You know, sure. so mm. it tells Stats. you like... <laughs> it, but it tells you his importance to the team. And right now in Son's absence, you know, I've mentioned the host of um, players, you know, the injury list that... that uh, I, don't, I hope it doesn't grow for, for Conte right now. Um, but um, yeah, so if if Perisic like has a good game, I think Spurs have a good game. 
You know, he yeah. just needs to play, give Hurricane half a chance. You know, in the form he is, I'm sure he'll bury it. Um, I'm not sure, like, yeah, with Son Kulazevsky, you know, Lucas Mora, like, those those players are still with them. They're still in the squad. Um, you know, Emerson Royal has has gotten, like, forward a bit. Um, yeah, but, you know, the, the West Ham, uh, I don't know, like, I want to say it's going to be a Spurs victory. Yeah. I think I'm going to go go with a Spurs victory. Um, I think Conte needs it. He's He hasn't had the, the best of time at Spurs. Um, I believe both, both managers, I mean, uh, excuse me, I think um, both Spurs and um, Conte will be happy to part ways at the end of the season. I don't think they're offering him a contract extension. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure where he goes after this, but uh, I think like he's just want to run his contract out and um and I think he's he's gonna rely on their their home form. Um uh, because you know he has lost on the travels since since the Man City victory, you know, they 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 um they lost to AC Milan mm-hmm. and um before that they lost to Leicester. You know, there's a yeah. four one hiding, mm. absolute hiding uh to Leicester. So yeah, I just I think he's gonna try and just make like again make make Tottenham Hotspur Stadium like very strong mm-hmm. and then see take it from there you know like let's yeah. hope he he's get some of his first team players back sooner rather than later I think they could start dropping down um, on the log you know I think um, Liverpool and Chelsea you know they're ninth and 10th so mm. yeah uh, we'll, see, we'll wait and see what happens before we wrap up let's just take the listeners through um, that sizable you know multiple that we've we've built up um i think let's just all agree on it otherwise we're taking it off the list um arsenal aston villa i don't think there's anything to put there in terms yeah. of building a a bet this weekend um brentford chad we adding brentford, yeah. we're adding brentford yeah to that uh brighton we've put that on the list as well have we <laughs> i think dish has Put it on the list. Yeah, I, I think I can see. I can see a Brentford, Brighton. I Brighton. can't see a Fulham victory. Okay. Um, I, I'm going heavy Brighton. Brentford, Brighton, um, ABC. Anyone but Chelsea. <laughs> I would. I would put Chelsea. I'd, I'd include Chelsea, but I understand. No, I'd also I, I'd yeah. agree. Like it is. I'll tell them to know away from home. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's right. Like right <laughs> 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 Uh, we've got uh, Everton against Leeds. Yeah, Dish. I think. Yeah, I think it'll be. Um, I think we we going with an Everton victory over there. Um, I think it's yeah. We'll add it to my bank at least. Man City. Um, yeah, of course yeah. against Nottingham Forest. Yeah, play Gosh. for Forest hashtag. Get that hashtag yeah. out there. Hashtag play for Forest. Um, Wolves. We did say as well. Um, yeah. to wrap mm. up our Saturday fixtures. On my personal one, uh, my personal bed slip that I'm building um, on this podcast, I'm adding Newcastle. Uh, the Jensen Studio seems to think otherwise. Um, it's just just out tricky. of respect for Liverpool, I wouldn't add that. Yeah, I've got no respect for Liverpool, so that's. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a must win for Klopp ahead of their tie with Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they'll come away with a victory, yeah, but I, I think it's going to be a strong a team. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not a banker. I think there's value in there. Uh, Man United against Leicester. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Got the giggles, yeah. Um, I would say both teams will score. Because <laughs> you said I'll label it a banker. Like, <laughs> uh, um, Rashford? <laughs> Anytime goal scorer. Yeah, maybe even first goal scorer. Yeah, uh, but not for the <coughs> list. 
possibly Chad's list, and then Tottenham <laughs> against West Ham. Um, are we doing not, anything? Not, not doing anything. No, Sunday ones are the draw. Yeah. Um, okay, and then yeah, that's it from us in studio. for oh, plenty of laughs. Um, my eyes are a bit watery. Someone's cutting onions in studio, uh, but for the right reasons. Um, I don't think there's even a right or wrong reason to cut onions. I don't even know what's going on here. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> as always, <laughs> such a pleasure. Uh, oh, come on, Arsenal. Come on, Todd Bowling. Come on, Arsenal. Come we'll on, see Arsenal. you next week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers.